Well, as we're waiting for the other members of Team Penske to arrive, we can go ahead and get started with Elio Castroneves, who finished second fastest in this morning's practice session. Elio has one pole here and a best finish of second as we head into tomorrow afternoon's Honda Indy Toronto. Elio, your team swept the practice session this morning, showing some great speed heading into this afternoon's qualifying session. How are you feeling personally about your car and your setup as we, as we head into qualifying? Yeah, I'm feeling great. Hitachi Chevy seemed to be um, carrying a good momentum from last week. And um, all four of us uh, sharing a lot of information. And uh, that's extremely what we want to be. We want to be in a situation that uh, we're fighting against each other and not against uh, everybody else. And right now it's uh, working uh, in the direction that we're looking. Uh, but again, there is a big change between the reds and the, and the blacks. I am with the track changing, so uh, hopefully with the task that we had yesterday, a little bit with the track and similar situation, that probably might uh, help us to cover the, those, uh, those differences. But so far, so good, and, but we keep uh, working together. What does it take to be successful at this track, just knowing that there are so many different track surfaces and each turn is quite different? You try to minimize the, those differences uh, when you're going to one corner, you're going from asphalt to concrete and then go back to asphalt. Those are the biggest challenge, not only for, uh, for the drivers, but for the engineers, because <laughs> you come back and say, hey, uh, the car is understeer. No, but it actually, it's, it's oversteer. So it, 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 and the track next lap start getting more grip. So um, it's very interesting to see, as you can see, the three amigos um, arriving with the sunshine glasses. Wow, man, look really yeah. slick. Let me introduce here, um, Jose Nuevo Jardim, you know, that's, uh, that's uh, Joseph Newgarden. Uh, Mr. Symes, you know, we just start with the new Symes. Symes, you know. And about the Woomba power. So um, as you can see, we are uh, the, the three musketeers, or four musketeers. I actually, I never understood why is three mus they say three musketeers, but they have four guys. Have you seen that movie? It's true. You know? Is it true? Yeah. Yeah. True. They say three musketeers, but they have four guys. That was an odd yeah. man out. Yeah. Ah, ha, ha. Very so funny. I'm going to say which one of you is it. Which one is the fourth, the fourth odd man out? So it's pretty obvious who is the odd man out, correct? Okay. Well, well. So with that, and then you have three other guys buzzing in your ear, and you're trying to set up the car. Yeah, I was, I was introducing you guys. They don't know you. All right, so anyway, that's what it is. That's why it's so difficult in the Toronto. But hopefully, um, hopefully we keep going in the same way that we finish in practice uh, uh, one, except the number three be on the top of the chart. Anyway. I'll turn things over to Joseph. Joseph, yeah, best start of eighth here. But one win, and it was the, the second win of your young career at that time. What do you remember from 2015, and what went well that day? Well, hello, everyone. Thank you, Elio, for that wonderful introduction. I'm curious who the odd man out is, actually. We're going to have to have a discussion about that. But, um, yeah, 2015, it was, good. it was a good year for us. Uh, we got a little bit lucky that year, I remember, with the yellow. But, you know, we were strong um, even when we did get the track position and seemed to capitalize on it. So uh, this is a fun place to win. You know, Toronto's a fun place to race IndyCars, and if you're able to win a race here, it makes it that much more fun, which is, which is hard to do. But um, 
Uh, I remember it being, you know, a, a difficult race. There was some rain mixed in, and, you know, that's going to be potential for, for tomorrow's race, too. I think that's going to be typical Toronto difficulty where, you know, it's already hard enough figuring out your balance around this place, figuring out the race car over the, the concrete patches. It's, you know, standard difficulty that Toronto brings. And then, you know, trying to manage the race with the yellows and when they fall, it, it really seems to throw a wrench in the, the works most of the time. So I, I think that's going to be the game tomorrow. And you got to just try and time it right and figure out how to be on pit road when you need to be on pit road and, and not on pit road when you don't need to be on it. Simon and Will, we both talked to you a little bit yesterday, so I'll just ask both of you for a quick update on how this morning's session went and how you're feeling heading into qualifying. Uh, yeah, good. Just uh, putting our poker face on because all these guys are just so fast. So, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting fight for sure. The, the Penske cars are very good. Um, but, uh, you know, Dixon is always, uh, always coming. So we, we're going to have to be really strong. Rejo is really strong. Hunter Ray showed a lot of pace too. So... You know, the, the, like I said yesterday, the biggest thing is transitioning to the red Firestone tires is going to change the balance of the car. So, um, you know, there's a bit of guesswork right now in the trailer to uh, find the right balance for those tires. Um, but overall, I think we, um, we're in good shape. Uh, but uh, I, can't wait, uh, I can't wait to see how it unfolds. It's going to be a very exciting qualifying. And you're going to have to put the perfect lap together to get the pole. So um, we'll see. Hopefully it's us. Yeah, I mean... Very tight, obviously, between the, the four of us. Um, and, yeah, pretty much what all the other guys have said. It's bloody difficult to put a perfect lap. What's that? That's why I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah, it's very difficult to put a perfect lap together. It's easy to, uh, easy to make mistakes. And um, it's like Simon said, I think to get pole, it'll be the one that doesn't make a mistake. Questions for the drivers? Yes, Mark. And we have a wireless mic right behind you. Um, I guess for Will, being you're holding the mic, um, you have all the four Penske Chevys at the top of the last practice, then you have like the five Hondas, and then you've got some Chevys. Um, is it your shock? Is it the Penske shock package that gives you guys the advantage on this bumpy track that puts you? It seemed like, a, like faster than all the other Chevys. Uh, it's a combination of everything. Uh, obviously, have a lot of good information from your teammates, so keep building on that, and obviously we learn off each other, which pushes the lap time faster. Um, but it's a whole package. It's not just one thing. It's just uh, you know the hard work that the team puts in, so the cars are very good, and then all the information we get. I have a follow-up question. Um, yesterday, uh, in F1, Ferrari tested the, uh, the aero screen, and I guess IndyCar is going to try that as well. Um, but Vettel said that it, it distorted his vision and it made him dizzy or whatever, and he took it off the car right away. My question for you is, have you guys uh, seen the prototype of the IndyCar version of the aero screen, and do you think you might have a, a vision distortion issue with it? Yeah, I've seen it. Um, I don't think it's as steep as the F1 uh, version. So until we test it, we don't know uh, how, how that's going to play out. But it's definitely worthwhile having if it's possible. Anybody else on that topic? Simon, Elio? Yeah, sure. Um, 
I think it's fantastic that we're going that way uh, for protection. You know, the safety has evolved so much these days that uh, that remains the critical area for fatal injuries. So I think it indicates showing that they really want to go in that direction. I think it should be embraced, really, from the drivers, from from everybody. Uh, the new car is obviously has got this design. And, you know, when I drove sports cars in Le Mans, uh, the first time I drove a, a close car with the, the windshield uh, distorted as well. The vision was a little distorted, but you get used to it after a while. You know, you, you adjust, and, um, and after six months, you don't realize it's there anymore. It's just... It's going to have to be part of it, and we're all going to have to adjust to it. As long as it's for safety, I think it's a good thing. So, um, we, like Will said, we're going to put it on track, drive it, and, and in, evolve from it, from the baseline, and, and then in, and in improve it. And I think that's, that's the key. It's, you know, taking it off right away is not always the, the right thing to do, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully, we'll get tested soon. He basically did a good job answering. Mish, when it's the four of you battling each other, is it easier or harder? Do you, do you have a different mindset when you're battling your teammates for the, for the lead or for the pole? Because you guys get along so well. Or do you just, once, once the helmet's on, once you're in the car, it's just another competitor? What is this question for? For everybody. Oh. But go ahead. since you've Sure. Got I have the mic. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I think... Um, to be honest, it doesn't distract. Um, you, uh, as I mentioned before, was before they were here, uh, when you start looking into this direction, we all have something to give, uh, and, and it's just make the, elevates the level of not only the, the car, but the, the entire drivers as well, because someone does a little bit different in one corner, we can check it out and, and reproduce that and make it happen as well. So it's... Um, the best, the winner here is the team. The team that having a better chance to uh, not only capitalize in the victories, capitalize in, the, in fast laps, and have more chances. And uh, that's what happened, for example, uh, in Iowa. Two guys was in front, two guys were in the middle of the pack. They decided a different strategy. Sometimes it paid off. And uh, when you have that kind of a uh, uh, level of drivers and, and the way we are operate, you can do that. Patrick. Or did you want anyone else to answer? Okay. Got one for Elio, then I'll go somewhere else. Uh, Elio, coming into this weekend off a win, do you, do you think a little bit differently? Are you, are you more relaxed or now a little more hyped up to try and get another one? No, same as before. Um, the win, obviously, already stay uh, in uh, Monday. I allow myself at least one more day to uh, uh, celebrate. But after that, it was on it to Toronto. And as soon as you turn the page of the weekend and now we carry the good momentum the team is uh, our group finally okay now we that's what the, the result that we were expecting and finally uh, uh, happens but um, in, in in terms of um, driving difference or thinking difference no we are I'm still pretty much the same Simon I've asked you this before so I'm gonna go to Will this time is there any one spot on this track especially for qualifying where you're thinking I got to get that corner perfect and then everything else will come together no, it just changes every session, every session, because your teammates are a bit quicker here or there, or it doesn't matter. It's, it's never, if, you know, you'll see in one session, you'll see where you're lacking a sector, you'll fix that, and then it'll be somewhere else, and then somewhere else. I mean, it's just constantly updated. So, yeah, I mean, the whole track is difficult. Every corner is difficult here. And then I have one for Joseph, then I'll, I'll put the mic down. Uh, Joseph, uh, Take a, a non-driver through what it's like to drive around here where you're changing grip levels so constantly, even middle of a corner. 
I mean, what you go from grip to the shiny, shiny concrete to no grip. Can you take us through that as a, what would a lay person, how could they equate that to what you're doing here? Well, it's, uh, okay. Huh? Ice Ice Baby? Yeah, you could sing the Ice Ice Baby song in the middle of the corners. Um, you know, if you were to think about it, you think about the way your car feels on a dry surface. You know, it feels pretty normal at normal speeds when, you know, you're driving around town in your road car. That's kind of what it feels like on the entry. Um, but then some corners you add, like, 30 speed bumps on a normal grip surface. So just imagine, you know, normal conditions... It's dry, and there's 30 speed bumps that you just have to drive through. And that's some of the entries, like turn one. And uh, then you get to the middle of the track, and all of a sudden, you just hit an ice lake, you know, and now you're driving your car on an ice lake. You don't really want to do too much. You don't want to turn. Uh, the car doesn't want to stop, doesn't want to accelerate. And then on the exit, you're kind of in, you know, I guess a grip surface would be like dirt. Maybe that's the most <laughs> equatable grip surface to the exit. This is what I would think of if someone's going to try and think it in, in, in plain terms. So... Pretty normal, dry asphalt, some speed bumps, ice lake, then maybe dirt on the exit. There's your, uh, your surfaces for the way someone could think about it. I don't know. That's my best description for Toronto, though. It's, it's about how it is, yeah. David and then Ryan in the back. Helio, are we allowed to ask about your future yet? Um, sure. What, uh, what do you want to know? Because we weren't allowed to ask you about <laughs> you should it ask, in, in uh, Iowa. You should, shouldn't ask me. Shouldn't, there, was more power, there was more people with enough more power than me, actually, to make things happen. Nah, you're a three-time <laughs> you, know, you can do what you like, which is kind of my point. Um, what, uh, first of all, how hard is it to keep thoughts about the future out of your head while you're trying to nail down you know, your first ever championship? To be honest... Uh, you, if you start thinking about the future, that's where you start things distracting, right? At this point, to be honest, um, I'm thinking about the only future and, and that I'm thinking about is the race, which is Toronto, which is uh, only one day from now. So, and right now it's qualifying. So it, it's, um, it's difficult to, keep, to uh, assume. And right now we just, there is a lot of speculation for sure. And, um, and even between when we have some conversations, we're just still in the same pace. I mean, the team is going to make sports car team, and uh, we all uh, we're all here would love to drive. I mean, no no question about it. We would like to uh, to drive uh, whatever if they have an opportunity like they have in the past. But at the moment, uh, there is no uh, commitment, no official uh, decision, and um, I'm just focused. In my case, I'm just focusing on uh, do my best for for the race here and the championship. Do you feel the decision is in your hands? Um, a lot of decisions, uh, it's not in my hands or results. Uh, sometimes it's common sense, but uh, at this point, I feel that um, I'm gonna do everything I can. If, if we in that position, uh, to make it harder for everyone to, uh, if there is a decision in the end to, to change or not. So let's Thank see. You. To be continued. <laughs> and we'll go to Ryan, and then we'll finish up with Mark. Joseph, this question's for you. Uh, just curious, we're in the latter part of uh, the 2017 season. How has the transition been to Team Penske this year? Obviously, the, the chemistry seems to be going quite well. 
<laughs> yeah, it's all a facade. Uh, we actually hate each other. Um, no, it's been actually really good. It's been probably m more surprising than anything to me, the environment and the, the relationship between everyone. You know, I think you don't really understand from the outside what it's going to be like um, working inside Team Penske. You know, I think it, you see something different on the outside, not in a bad way, you just, you don't get a strong feeling for what working inside the organization would be like. And, you know, once you're inside and you're part of the group, you, you, quickly, you quickly learn that it's a, a great working environment. You know, I think a lot of it comes from Roger and Tim and the way that they structure the team and the way they'd like to see the team run and, and operated. Um, you know, like for, for instance, with us, you know, we're, we're very team driven. You know, we all work together. They're, we're not hiding anything. Um, it's a very collaborative effort between all the drivers. And, and that's, I think, more the secret sauce of why we're so good. You know, everyone always asks about the resources or our damper package, but I think a lot of what pushes this team forward is just the work that we get to do together with the engineers and all the mechanics in between the sessions. I mean, we're, any little detail that we can find between one group, we, we automatically apply it to all of us. And so you don't really get too far ahead with one team. You know, that's why you always see all four of us up there pretty often. So. Uh, it's been a lot of fun for me. It's been different than what I've experienced in the past over my last five years, but you know nothing, um, nothing that's that's you know been in the way of uh, you know figuring it out and making progress and enjoying it. So I've I've had a great time. It's been good, and I think we keep getting better as the year goes on, and and hopefully that trajectory kind of continues through to the end of the year. And we'll take our last question from Mark. Um, talk about the new um, aero package coming up. Um, I know I've heard comments from the drivers about wanting to um, get away from this 100% throttle racing um, and maybe you know, do some lifting in the corners and braking. Have you guys talked to IndyCar about the new aero package? Are they, is that one of their goals to reduce the downforce so that you guys will not be doing 100% throttle racing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a huge effort by IndyCar to appease everybody, which is not easy. You've got manufacturers, you've got you got teams, you got costs, and then you got the drivers that have their opinion. You have the fans that that want to see something. Um, so it's not easy for them to find the right balance. But I think IndyCar took a lot of input from the driver. They did they did a lot of testing last year um, with with different versions of body kits and it, the current kit even just taking pieces off and understanding the way it works and what's going to help racing, what's going to make racing work worse. Um, so yeah, I think there's been a huge push to try and, you know, find what the drivers want and what drivers have been asking for is, you know, less downforce, more power. That's and and more specifically, more underside downforce, less topside downforce. That's been the discussion for the last, you know, however many years. I think everyone will tell you the same thing that we've been looking for that, you know, specifically on ovals. We like to be able to follow closer with the cars without, you know, disturbing the air as much. Um, we want it to be more in your hands. You know, the more that the driver can make the difference, the more that we enjoy that. We want to be able to show our skill sets and, and show our, our value inside the race cars. But then you have to temper that with, well, how are we going to create a good show and, and is this going to be a good show for fans? So I think you're trying to get, we've been trying to get a balance of that with IndyCar and I think Hopefully, with the package that's come out, I think it's going to bring a lot of that. And, and for, for racing sakes, I think it's going to be a lot better with the, the way the kit produces downforce. I think it's going to be easier to follow cars. So I'm excited about it personally. Yeah, it's uh, just to add into that, I mean, you saw what happened in Texas, for example. All of a sudden, um, you had a lot of money uh, waste, to be honest, especially for the team owners. I, I estimated, and they're talking about over $3 million just in damage. 
uh, with so many cars that crash. No team owner want to see that in the car series doesn't see that. I mean, it's, you gotta, as Joseph just uh, uh, mentioned, you gotta balance that things out, and the safety aspect also is a big part of it. Um, now we have all these things that push to pass, everything to make it, you know, more uh, overtake. But if you can't follow, <laughs> you can't apply, and that's becoming a little bit harder. So Firestone is doing a phenomenal job with the degradation, the degradation of the tires, and meaning whoever put a new tires are going to have a little more advantage and, and, and vice versa. So all of this, uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, the IndyCar Series, it's being focused on to make uh, better, safe, and competitive and fun to not only us as a competitor, but also for the drivers. And I feel that at the moment uh, with the 2018 car, uh, that's the goal. If I could just follow up with that, I think the only one who could answer this question is probably you, Elio. Um, back in the cart days, you had the Hanford device, if you recall, which created a big hole in the air and a lot of slingshotting on ovals. Do you think that would be something worth looking at for the ovals to be able to, being you don't have push to pass on the ovals, right, uh, to be able to pass more instead of having to follow the leader stuff that we see? It's always uh, an experience. It did work back then, uh, but we were obviously achieving speed about 250 mile an hour. Uh, with the engines that we ba have back then, and that's uh, obviously way off chart in terms of safety. Uh, uh, it depends on what kind of ovals. In the same time, um, to these days at Indianapolis 500, for example, you uh, you can't get away. You know, whoever is leading the uh, the, the race and going to end up being passing um, uh, in, a, in a matter of few laps. So it's it's one of those things that uh, they're considered. They don't want to destroy the the rhythm in some places creating you know the handful and, and uh wings that we had in the past but at the same time you want to keep a in an area that will be competitive let's see i, I right now we're just going to see first of all we've got to go to get to step 10 we've got to go for step one and that that's where we got to go so i believe very soon they're going to be testing the new car uh and uh, i feel that's going to be everybody's going to be really watching that Gentlemen, thank you very much. Good luck this afternoon.